Welcome to the Maggie Perloff Show. It is Friday. It feels so good around here. Not just because I'm back in studio after my little uh, COVID vacation, but everything's good now. (laughs) Feeling great. Back in the studio, Perloff. Week 18 of the NFL. We've got every scenario for you under the sun. And above all else, more fantastic news about DeMar Hamlin and his condition. So overnight, The doctors at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center removed the breathing tube from DeMar Hamlin, so he is now breathing on his own. This is a week after he was resuscitated on the field. Now he's breathing on his own, and not only that, but he was able to FaceTime with the Buffalo Bills and his teammates today in a scene that was extremely emotional. Oh, yeah. A- unbelievable story. It feels like we're on scholarship today. Like, nothing. <laughs> I feel like we can make terrible predictions, <laughs> screw up the playoff scenarios. Actually, that will probably happen. <laughs> well, I'm going to warn the audience right now. We'll try and get it accurate. But uh, it feels so much lighter today. Yeah. I actually felt a little lighter yesterday when things started moving the right way. But man, you think back to earlier in the week, Maggie, I'm not sure we ever thought we'd even be at this point. No. And here we are, though. Everything's positive. Everything's trending. Let's hear a little from Sean McDermott, the Buffalo Bills head coach, uh, about when they were about to get DeMar Hamlin on the FaceTime with the team and what it was like. When I said that we had a treat in store, it was just, uh, you could see the look on their eye in anticipation of what was probably coming. And, and then uh, to get the Zoom, and when he came on the screen, to, to see the players' reaction, they stood up right away and, and, and clapped for him and you know, yelled some things to him. And it was a pretty, pretty cool exchange for a few seconds there. Yeah. And so it's not over. We're still keeping DeMar front of mind, but man, this is the outcome that everyone was hoping for, that he's fine or he's getting back on his feet and he's on his way to being fine. And now we have a week 18 to look forward to where the Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals, along with the Baltimore Ravens, are now all in the middle of this because we found out earlier today that the owners have approved some of the changes that are going to be coming to the AFC playoff schedule, Perloff. So here's a little bit of what's been approved. You are going to get an AFC championship game on a neutral field if the game involves either the Bills or the Bengals. So either team that did not get a chance to play all 17 games, if they are in the AFC championship game, neutral field. By the way, they have not um, said where the neutral field is. Against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, yeah. Right, right, right. But if it's not the Chiefs, then it, it goes to the home stadium. Uh, if it's and not the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, if it's not these three teams, just to be clear, it's not definitely a neutral field. Well, it's got to, but if it if it involves either the Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals, any team that did not play the full schedule. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. So what if the six seed advances to the final? Then you're you just play regular. Right, right, right. So in yes, there's only. The neutral field is only if it's a game between Wait, these three teams. Yes, that's what I said. Did right, I not right. say that? No, but I, okay. I said so. If it's a six, if if Buffalo gets there and they play the six seed, then Buffalo gets a home championship game. Uh, yes, actually, yes, yes you'd be right about that. And yes. same with Cincinnati. Yes, if it's um, if it's them playing the Kansas City Chiefs or the top seed, which right, we right. expect the Kansas City Chiefs to be the top seed, but that's still in flux right. a so, little bit. Yes, I was just. Oh my gosh, this is We're feels like a, a math problem. <laughs> <laughs> feels like a math problem. Basically, it's not any game involving those three teams. It's if they match up against each other. Uh, yeah, yes, thank yeah. you for if they and match by up the against way, each other. I'm just saying, as a as a Bills fan, that was awfully confident thinking that the Bills. And the Chiefs, uh, you know, it could be any 
any of the other, be anything. That of was the only, other four AFC teams are not out of it, Maggie. That was only for clarity's sake, which I did a terrible job of anyway. So, no, that was not a Bills flex by any stretch. The Bengals and Chiefs are obviously incredibly, incredibly good teams. Uh, okay. The other part of this, which did get approved. So, we're set on the AFC championship side, even though I botched it a little bit. All right, we're good on that. Okay. The other thing that got a lot of attention today was if this caveat, if Baltimore beats Cincinnati on Sunday, that would mean Baltimore had beaten Cincinnati twice during the season. However, Cincinnati would be the AFC North champion. So if the possibility would occur that Baltimore would have two wins over Cincinnati and and they would meet in the wild card round, and if they meet in the wild card round, a coin flip would determine who gets to host that game, Cincinnati or Baltimore. Now, clearly the Bengals were like, wait a minute, what? I mean, we're going to now change the precedent and change the rule book mid-season because we're going to try to do a coin flip to see who gets to host a wild card game, even though the Bengals are going to be crowned AFC North champs. Right, but they're only crowned AFC North champs because they have this no contest on the record. Right, be 11, the winning percentage right. would be better than the be, yes. than the Ravens' winning percentage. Technically, they'll be eleven and five, and the Ravens will be eleven and six. But there, you could argue, well, that meant that Cincinnati would have had to beat Buffalo. Otherwise, that would have been this, and they were underdogs. Would have been the scenario anyway. Right, so I understand. I I, I don't buy all this Cincinnati uh, angst and all the Joe Mixon coming out and the coach coming out and all the asking other owners to vote against us. Because come on, Cincinnati, you beat Baltimore with Tyler Huntley and you're in. If you can't beat Baltimore with Tyler Huntley, <laughs> yes, if you can't, and this is, Baltimore's won a couple games. They're two and two with Huntley as a starter, but they are beating terrible teams. If you can't beat them, then what are we talking about here, Maggie? Well, I get it, but so here's the place where this starts to get a little dicey here for the Bengals. You get, basically, you're crowned the AFC North champion, but you would not get a chance to host a home playoff game. So what does that mean for next year? You get the harder schedule because you're the you're the division champ, even though you didn't get to host a wild card game. And you get, the, and you get lower draft picks because you are the champ, but you didn't get to host a playoff game. Oh, so you okay. get all the bad things for next year, yet you get none of the positives of getting to host the playoff game. So I get why the the Bengals are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. First of all, more than gracious about everything that happened on Monday, which you would hope every team in the NFL would have been as gracious as the Bengals are, but they were. They deserve to be commended for that. They've done everything and taken their cues. Hey, we'll do what Buffalo wants to do, not trying to rush back to play this game that they were leading, even though it was only nine minutes into the game. And now they're like, well, and we're going to get the short end of the sick if, you know, heaven forbid we lose a game on Sunday, which by the way, we're talking about how are the Bills players going to come out and play on Sunday with yeah. all the emotion. How are the Bengals players going to play? They were on the same field watching DeMar Hamlin get CPR. That's traumatic for them as well. I, I understand. Those are all valid points. Feels a bit nitpicky though, because we're talking about possibly two draft spots. Right now, Baltimore's 24 and Cincinnati's 26. Listen, that could there, be the difference no, between... There's no difference. Between the, the hit rate on those are <laughs> virtually identical. That's the difference between Justin Gilbert and Aaron Donald. I mean, that's the difference no. between anybody. <laughs> no, no, come on. It is not that. The schedule thing is probably way more impactful. But listen, the Ravens are not good right now. They should not lose this game. I, I just looked at... Guess who the last winning team the Ravens beat? Team with a winning record. 
Um, it was the Bengals in week five. <laughs> yeah. Week five. Okay. They haven't beat a winning team. They haven't scored more than 20 points in a win since week nine. Well, because Lamar Jackson no. hasn't has been MIA for a no. month. Lamar, all those games where Lamar was there, they were not scoring points either. They were not playing well with him either. They they hadn't you know, they got really lucky into this crazy easy schedule, which is bizarre because that's usually the NFC's thing. <laughs> yeah. But the Ravens haven't played anybody and they've looked they basically been winning every game 13-10 over the Broncos. Some version of that game <laughs> or 17-9 over the Falcons. So you have to be able to beat this Baltimore team. And I understand the emotional disruption, but I think the Bengals are going to win this game. So I'm not going to get all upset about this ruling. I understand their points. But come on, you go you have to beat Baltimore. They have to beat Baltimore just because I imagine they want to come out and beat Baltimore. I mean, they're a touchdown favorite in this game. You mentioned all of it and they want to get the you know if Kansas City beats Las Vegas, if Buffalo beats New England, you want to be able to get locked into that three seed, which I actually think they're going to be anyway because they're getting crowned at AFC North champs no matter what happens on Sunday. Yes. You heard that? So they'll they'll is, yeah, unless the Patriots. They only have them. a chance to move up. That that's for the Bengals, where you're hoping maybe New England, if they can beat Buffalo, if Kansas City somehow can lose, then all of a sudden Cincinnati is looking at the two seed. That's amazing. Yeah, and they play at one o'clock, so yep. they're going to be all in on that game anyway. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, so we're all straight on what's happened here today. DeMar Hamlin FaceTime the Bills. That's first and foremost. That's incredible. The AFC Championship game, if it includes the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals, will be played on a neutral field. If they're playing each other. If they're playing each other. If right. the three teams no, are any combination of the AFC Championship game, it will be on a neutral field, yes? Right, right. But it, you can't say if the if the Bills, Chiefs, or Bengals are in the AFC Championship game, it's in a neutral field. Because Playing each other. As long as they play each other, right. right. Which I think is a, a, a very interesting and important caveat. So yeah. if the Chargers make the AFC title game, they'll have to go to any of those places. Right. Okay. Where do you think they should do the neutral field? Detroit. Everything's in Detroit, right? Okay, but I, Detroit, is that the easy one? Indianapolis? Because it's kind of like the middle of the country. That'll work. Yeah, I mean. New Orleans? Detroit's not that far from Indianapolis either, by the way. I mean, can we get funky here and just like try to go somewhere, you know. Somewhere warm? You go to Denver or something? Shouldn't it have to be a cold weather place? Because you're talking about Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati, where you were talking about a game that's probably going to be in a 20 to 30 degree (laughs) situation anyway. EJ, good point. Why don't you, you should probably, should this game be played indoors or outdoors? Probably (laughs) outdoors. That's. Oh, no, that's a terrible point. When you say neutral <laughs> field, that means indoor. With, neutral field means no weather conditions, right? When you say, hey, what if they played on a neutral field? You're assuming it's a neutral field, not a field that is affecting the game. Well, no, there but- are bowl games that, like the Pinstripe Bowl was played in, in Yankee <laughs> Stadium, and it was 10 degrees outside. Yes, the Pinstripe Bowl is awful. And, and, it's not a, <laughs> and nobody cares about the Pinstripe Bowl. Who was it, Syracuse and somebody again? But it's still no, a neutral site game, though. You know what's funny? You cannot compare Syracuse, Minnesota to the AFC playoffs. <laughs> Knowing the NFL, they want offense, they want points, they'll play it at Lucas Oil in Indianapolis. They'll play oh, yeah. it in the Dome. Or but Detroit. I, do, I agree. But I do like EJ's point. You have this In any machination, these would all be outdoor games if it was the top three. And it would be in cold weather. Why not? You could play it at, I don't want to be too homery here, play it at MetLife Stadium. Right. It's right in our backyard in New York. That's selfish. But you could also do... And it's a terrible stadium, by the way. And but... it's an awful stadium. We all acknowledge that. It's in the swamp, and it's depressing and Soldier terrible. Field? Played in Chicago? Yeah, that, for, yeah, the Bears don't even want to play at Soldier Field. <laughs> and also, uh, talking about health and safety, you don't want to play on these rock-hard frozen fields. You want to play indoor. 
He used the pinstripe ball as an aspirational thing. <laughs> Something you want to be like. I mean, they want to be like the organizers of the pinstripe ball. Come on. Imagine if they were like, guys, we've decided where the AFC championship game is going to happen. Yankee Stadium. <laughs> like, what the hell? 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> 855-212-4227. See you guys on the phones. Okay, so we are going to get to you early and often. Where should they play this game? I like EJ's point. I think they should play it outside. If either of these three teams are part of it, plus, but, but we also where outside Miami? Are we talking about Chicago? SoFi? That's kind of indoor outdoor. Maybe do a little hybrid. They have enough issues with not being able to tailgate at the national title game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You don't true. need to add a, oh, a yeah. neutral championship <laughs> We're game. We're going to be playing it in Seattle. Uh, okay. Plus, we have everything that's at stake in Week 18. Every single thing you need to know about the playoffs. In week 18, we have that for you next. Again, 855-212-4CBS. Maggie and Perloff, get on board here. Got a fun show for you today. Don't move. On CBS Sports Radio, the free Odyssey app, and Sirius XM Channel 158. Back on Maggie and Perloff. I can't believe we're doing this. I just can't believe we're doing this, Maggie. What? We're trying to figure out the perfect location for the neutral field. When everybody, <laughs> I assumed neutral field. You think neutral field, you think indoor stadium, so the conditions do not affect where you're going. You don't think, hey, should we go to Nashville or Denver, you know? This is why EJ has a great point here, because if it's Kansas City, Buffalo or Cincinnati, if the three are playing each other, right, any of those right. top three, the NFL decreed that it's going to be on a neutral site. DJ said, well, all three home games would be in cold weather outside. Shouldn't it be cold weather outside? No. I, I second that. But oh. hear ye, hear ye. Like, I think, EJ, they should put you in the league office. Oh, okay, just let me make sure I'm clear on what you guys are saying here. Just so I'm clear. You're saying in a season where we saw Buffalo, A, have a have to go to Detroit because there was so much snow one week, yeah. and then have a real serious crisis with the weather. Yeah. You're going to say, let's make put 80,000 people on the road in severe winter conditions we where don't we don't have severe, to? severe. It's 60 yeah. degrees in New York today. It's just the idea that well, we're if you're outside, if you were going to be outside, you should still be outside. Of course, I don't want to put people in harm's way. It's not snow but well, Then when are you going to sell? Or you're going to get two weeks in advance in the Farmer's Almanac to find out the weather? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Bill is in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey, Bill. Hey, how we doing? Doing excellent. I was going to put my two cents in there, and I agree with you. If it's well, going to be outside anyways, assuming big assumption if it comes down to kansas city cincinnati and buffalo two of those teams playing then take the third stadium the one that didn't make it and have the game there then you got the outdoors and they lost so they get a game at their hometown anyways bill what did you call in when there was 24 feet of snow in your backyard or something what did you you're and you want to put people out in the snow i had i had season tickets to buffalo for seven years i'm 85 miles from uh what used to be rich stadium there so Unless it, I don't know if they change the name, but either yeah. way. It's high marked. High marked out. Bill, <laughs> yeah, I got to tell that. you that. Everything changes. <laughs> well, it's a fun, excuse me, and an inspired idea. No, no, no. It's that the would opposite be one. The so, okay. saddest AFC championship yeah, yeah. game. You're going to have a bunch of ch- Chiefs fans are going to sit there and watch the Bills and the Bengals play in their own city. <laughs> no, you would just basically, it would be people selling the tickets on the secondary market, oh. I guess. And then you just have two fan bases invading your city where you presumably just had a terrible loss the week before, and now the two other fan bases get to come in and and have this great game right in your home field. Yeah, yeah. And That's by sad. the way, you're right. And it's it's amazing. These are the three cities of all of Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are probably 
amongst the bottom five of considerations for the Super Bowl, the ultimate neutral site <laughs> game. But let's put yeah. in a neutral <laughs> AFC title game there. Maggie, think of think of what that would really crush the people of Buffalo's souls once and for all. Yeah. If the Bengals come into Buffalo oh. and beat them and then get to play in their stadium in the AFC championship yeah. game next week, that'd be carnage. It, it, I can't even, like, have the people in Buffalo not suffered enough? That That's what I would think. Has the fan base not been through enough? So wait, Should we, we just put this uh, where? The Vikings stadium next? Like, do we just want to find the most sad... You know, fan bases and just rub it in their faces. As a Bills fan, would you say, oh, what are you talking about? A home team won in Buffalo in the AFC title game. It wasn't our home team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a consolation prize there. I don't think you feel good about it. JJ's in California. He's got a thought on the Bills. What's up, JJ? Hey, how you guys doing? We're doing great. How's your New Year's? Excellent. Yeah, and I think this is all a little too corny. Like Purdy said, like uh, Perloff said, I can't believe we're even talking about this because the Bengals beat the Chiefs and they're just getting ready to put a smacking on the Bills. Bills couldn't stop the Bengals. That game should have been decided 7-3 to three and it was done. That's what happened. JJ, Bills he, had a chance to score. They didn't score. Okay, but think about I, it, JJ. It was nine minutes into the game, and if the Bills had known that the game was going to come down to their first offensive possession. You don't think they would have gone for it on fourth down? Like, you just can't say the Bills kicked the field goal. They were conservative, but it was the first offensive drive of the game. You can't call a winner off of that. I know, but now it's a mess, Maggie. Now it's an absolute mess. Because of extenuating circumstances, man. It's not like anyone asked for any of this. It, It was a tragic, you know, thing that happened. Now everyone has to roll with the punches. It was 7-3. Bengals won the game. They should have just called it like that. JJ, <laughs> happy new year, bud. Thanks for calling it. That's like calling a baseball game after the first inning. Yeah, come on. You Calling a baseball game after five innings sometimes feels ridiculous. I mean, not that it's important at all, but that game was setting up to be a really close, exciting game. I think those two was. teams are really evenly matched. Listen. Uh, not, I, I, listen no, I totally disagree with JJ, but... That game was going to the wire. There's no way you could call that. Well, and think about it. There's a, Everyone was watching that game. Even the doctors at the University of Cincinnati were saying, yeah, we were all watching the game because of what it meant, because how well the teams are playing now, especially Cincinnati. I'll give it to them. They're playing excellent football. And oddly, that's how we all experience this collective thing together is because so many people were watching this game. Yeah. You know, if this was going, if this happened, not that it would have been any more, it would have been just as sad and, and just as impactful, but Titans Cowboys Thursday night football a week and a half ago, not, I'm sure half the audience was probably watching right. that and that's still the Cowboys. Uh, if it had been a one o'clock Sunday game too, all the other games would have been going on. So nobody, you really wouldn't have been able to find out what was going on. If say you were at a stadium in Dallas or something, right. you wouldn't have even known. It's funny because the Shazier injury happened in a primetime game too, I believe. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I, I thought that was – I got to double-check that. So it, it is interesting how that happens. But uh, No, because if no. it had been at a 1 o'clock game, even think what would have happened, that small detail, the time of the game, yeah. right? If that changes to 1 o'clock, I bet they're not holding up the 4 o'clock Eastern games from starting. I bet you're still playing no. Sunday night football. You know, the fact that it was this big game on Monday night is a big part of the story. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, what happened on the field is the I, You definitely part. wouldn't have held off the 4 o'clock games because the crowd is already – probably made their way out to the stadium. So you couldn't, for the fans, you couldn't do that. How about Dan? He is in Erie. He's got a thought on the neutral site. What's up, Dan? What's going on, guys? How you doing? I'm all right. I was going to say it should absolutely be outside because all three teams are outside stadium teams. But an interesting thought would be, 
what about Cleveland, Ohio, since the Browns are never going to go to the AFC Championship? <laughs> something to, to experience. Yeah, the Browns got eliminated from the playoffs two weeks ago. Um, Dan, thank you. Now you're seeing some infighting happening with Jadavion Clowney and a little – now Miles Garrett's got to answer questions about Clowney, and it's a whole mess over there. Um, you can't do that to Cleveland. That's yeah. mean. Well, I mean, they've had two. I think they've had two. You guys can double-check this. AFC title games. And one was, I think, one was the fumble. Yes. And the other was the drive. Yes. The and two that's why it's called most the, notorious, uh, yeah. <laughs> terrible <laughs> plays in Cleveland history. Yeah. Well, a, what was a drive? But right. Aiden, yeah. Isn't that why they call it the factory of sadness? So you're going to, I don't know if the new stadium's called the factory of sadness. Uh, mistake by the lake. What's the other one? Yeah. There's, mistake by the lake. Yeah. Yeah. But the factory of sadness is not hosting this game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, yeah, you can't do that to Cleveland. But haven't they grown out of this, though? I mean, they got a championship in the NBA, and the, the Indians went to the World Series. Are we still yeah. like Cleveland is a city of losers at this point? So mm. I think LeBron helped that a lot. The championship against the Warriors, the 3-1 comeback, how they did it. Cleveland, this is for you, definitely. But the Browns still aren't off the schneid. True. You know? Yeah, and also, by the way, I mean, the Browns are about, what, 90% of the Browns are so much more important to that city than than the Cavs. Yeah, but with LeBron there and him coming back, yeah. like that took center stage. Meanwhile, the Browns are cycling why, through quarterbacks and coaches. It was a big deal why he was there. You guys ever seen the Welcome to Cleveland funny video uh, where they're making fun of Cleveland? They say basically our economy is based on LeBron James <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a sign of weakness. Still is. <laughs> He's been in L.A. for four years. I'm just kidding. Uh, let's go to Paul. He's in Cincinnati. Paul, I can imagine Bengals fans aren't feeling too good today. Not very happy, although we are proud to be the safest place to play football. Yeah, you should be. That was impressive. The doctors at the University of Cincinnati yesterday, if you watch any of that press conference, just chills. Amazing. Now, now I, I believe Cincinnati got jobbed. I've, I've been a Cincinnati fan my entire life. I've been a season ticket holder for 20-plus years. Uh, and uh, Goodell's come to Cincinnati one time when uh, – Marvin Lewis was being install, installed. Um, so we, we kind of expect to get jobs like that. If you notice in the way that it's worded in the options, first, the second scenario, this is supposed to be, you know, Cincinnati and Buffalo were both on their field, so they should be treated equally. Um, if you look at uh, the second scenario, They've got Baltimore in there all of a sudden worrying about what Baltimore is going to be doing instead of talking about Cincinnati or Buffalo. The second thing is, is that the of the eight options for Buffalo, four of them have the possibility to be played at a neutral site. If you look at the eight scenarios for Cincinnati, there's only one of them that could possibly be played at a neutral site. Um, I agree with J.J. It should have been treated as an overtime game. Each team had the ball once. Cincinnati had seven. Buffalo I, I had know, three. Paul, I, I get that, and but you, I, I get you your, don't think McDermott would have called a different play if they knew they were playing for the game there. That's possible, but here's my point. That, that way it's keeping it between Cincinnati and Buffalo. The game's being concluded, and you're not having to do all this other stuff. There is a, a, a no. I get it, but Paul, the only other thing though, Cincinnati, as they keep telling Cincinnati, every everything's not going to be fair for you. No, but here's the only thing, Paul. Though you guys already have one loss to Baltimore, 
So that's where all you have to do is just beat Baltimore on Sunday and you're golden. And then none of this coin toss stuff comes into play, right? So all you got to do is beat them because you lost to them earlier in the season. And that's how Baltimore comes into this equation. If they're like, well, Cincinnati, we know wins the division because they have a better record. However, we do have to give a little something to Baltimore for beating this team twice. If indeed that happens. Right. Because they're going to have the same number of wins. I mean, listen, Baltimore, Tyler Huntley's not a hundred percent to play either. He's got shoulder tendonitis. So this Baltimore is a mess. And Baltimore third string quarterback. I'm not sure. Actually. (laughs) It's not Trace McSorley anymore. No, he's, he's in else. Arizona. We already saw him this year. Uh, we should look that up. Uh, but, yeah, Baltimore has their own set of issues. Trust me, Baltimore's not thinking about these scenarios. They're thinking about how do we get Lamar Jackson on the field. And, you know, the funny thing is, too, the most likely scenario is these two teams are playing again next week. And but wild card week, yeah. Yeah, wild card week. Uh, right, which will be yeah, right, that's n- next, next week. week. Yeah, so I. I, I think that Baltimore's got a whole different set of things going on because they really are struggling, even though they get in a couple of cheap wins. This whole franchise, and also you think big picture with Buff, uh, Baltimore. We'll get into it later. But where, where are we with Lamar Jackson? It's the craziest situation because we see him on the sidelines, yeah. but he's not at, you know, limited in practice still. And you're getting, I guess, a little positivity, like he'll be back for the playoffs, but he's got his whole contract riding on this too. It's all so murky. Absolutely. By the way, I don't think of Cincinnati as particularly getting screwed by the NFL traditionally. When I think of, there's one team that comes to mind when I think of who gets screwed over the most by the NFL. See if you could guess. The team that gets screwed over the most by the NFL. I think the Saints would definitely. The Saints are 1A. Yeah. One, the, they, the Saints the same, have twice with Bounty Gate and with the yeah. pass interference. And there must have been nine calls this year that were unfathomable. Okay, Andy Dalton, super fan. No, but I mean, I, I no, because I've gotten on the Saints Twitter feed. It's the most crazy thing. And every ruling the NFL makes against the Saints is insane. Everything, I mean, obviously the worst call probably in the last 25 years went against the Saints. Yeah. The Drew Brees pass interference. But it's not just, everything the NFL does hurts the Saints. Now, Cincinnati, I don't quite think of like that. How about the most famous coin flip in sports history? I was thinking about this. Not just like yep. who gets the ball in overtime. I'm talking about a coin flip. Yeah. We just were reliving this. Weren't you winning, watching winning time? Oh, 1979 yes. NBA draft between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Chicago Bulls. A coin flip to see who gets the number one overall pick, Magic Johnson. Now that's a coin flip you want to win. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I Do mean... you guys remember, uh, you know which one I thought of? Because I've, I've heard this... Uh, do you guys see the movie Friday Night Lights? The yeah. state title came down to a coin flip. And I'm sorry, that was more, the, the number of lives that were riding on that coin flip was crazy. They it's all so got funny. together in a diner. I don't I, I remember reading the book, Flex, yeah. uh, Friday Night Lights, but I don't remember the coin flip scene. I don't, I don't remember from the book. I do remember from the movie with Billy Bob Thornton. It was, think about, you know how important that was. Yeah, well, obviously. That was everything. And basically, they all had a tie, so they had to go to a diner and do a coin flip. Uh, so there are a lot of coin flips. How about the one where Jerome Bettis, uh, they screwed up the coin flip? Yeah, well, the was Super that the Bowl. Super Bowl? It was, yeah. I think it was Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Steelers, right? And they got it wrong. Well, they... that was Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, I believe. Oh, the sorry, Lions. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. I had the wrong one. Okay, the there Lions. we go. That that would have even been even more important if it was a Super Bowl. Just come to think of it. <laughs> Ack, reach for that microphone faster than Yeah, Yeah, actually, I was going to, before I even said, I'm like, I should just ask Ack. I don't I remember what the Ack details are. I know Jerome Bettis was involved. He's like, uh-oh, that's a big difference there. <laughs> Thanksgiving Super Bowl. <laughs> eh. Yeah. The Lions Super Bowl. By the way, yeah, right. that Super Bowl was in Detroit. Yes. Though. So correct. that's where my head was. Yes. Okay. 
855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. All right, so got a couple things for you. We'll get to all these Week 18 scenarios. Uh, there are many. A lot on the line in Week 18. Teams playing for their playoff lives along with seeding. And we've got our question for you. Should we put this out on a, as a poll? Okay, cool. Pat's on top of it. At Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. Where should this neutral site game be played? I think basically three quarters of the show is behind EJ here. It should be played outdoors. No. And Perloff is no, the lone holdout. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Pat. I'm with Perloff. You you be want... played. It's got to be played indoors. All right. So we're 50-50 here. I guess well, EJ, EJ and I are the only tough ones here, you know? Yeah. Cold weather teams play cold weather it's games. It's not about tough. I don't want potential snow or, or bad weather ruining a game. I want to see Pat. these offenses at their best with no outside conditions. That's Pat. usually that's usually my move. I want the Bills to build a dome more than anything in my life, <laughs> but they won't. Pat, don't 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 lower yourself to arguing on this one. We are in the large majority here. <laughs> I, I come back to the fact that EJ said, well, the pinstripe bowl doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, there are other bowl games, too, that are played in cold weather places that, that not are good neutral. Bowl games. But they're not neutral sites, games. though. <laughs> like, we don't say they're not neutral site games because they're not yes, they're played in cold but weather. But it's not the Rose Bowl, and it's not the Fiesta Bowl. It's like the, the uh, you know, Bob's Auto Shop Bowl. And <laughs> December 14th is the neutral site in Toledo. Not the good games. Right? But, but wouldn't it feel like it's a disadvantage to the teams in the NFC who then maybe there's a team that would be suited better to play in a neutral site game and they don't get to the Super Bowl because they have to play, you know, one of these teams that, you know, not Green Bay because they have, you know, a wild card, but one of these other cold weather. They got to go to Philly or something like that. Like, I don't think that that makes sense either. Wait, what? No, that makes <laughs> no, a lot of sense. No, because think about it. The like, NFC if you, teams. If you, it's like Perloff, for your Eagles, wouldn't you love it if the Eagles could play the NFC Championship game against the... Could it be the 49ers? I'm not even looking at the seating. But let's just yeah. say it's Eagles 49ers. Yes. Wouldn't you much rather than play in an indoor stadium? No. I would a thousand percent want that game in the link. I but would that's give the point, anything. though. Right. Oh, okay. Or that's the point, which right. is the Eagles would get the... Yeah, so if you're the 49ers, wouldn't you feel like, well, why didn't we get a neutral site game? Like, we would love to play in, 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 a, in a place where there's no cold weather right. and, and things like that. They weren't no, because affected by this. They yeah. weren't affected by they this. They got to play all 17 I, 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 games. Now I get what you're saying. But no, I, I don't think... I mean, obviously, the argument is, well, this the NFC is a totally separate thing. Right. Um, no, I mean, for the Eagles, they need that game in the link big time, especially against San Francisco. And I've I already think, played this out of my head a million I'm times. Sure. I think if one of these teams, one of these AFC teams played indoors, it might create a disadvantage. The fact that all three play outdoors, moving it indoors isn't a problem. See, I don't know if it matters. Like, if it was the NFC, if we flipped it over and say it was the Minnesota Vikings, you know, who were one of the three teams in the mix and they play indoors, but it was also the Eagles and the 49ers. I don't think it – yeah, maybe you're right. Vikings Vikings would get crushed in an outdoor game. Well. (laughs) As they usually do. I mean. Is that more about the Vikings or is it more about the fact that they play? (laughs) You're going to bring Kirk Cousins to this argument. My head's going to (laughs) explode. (laughs) <laughs> is the game during the day or at night? Because there's all all sorts. Kirk Cousins in a huge neutral field game. His record's oh, and no. I don't even want to get into this. I don't think they could do it, but it would be pretty cool if they had the AFC and NFC championship in the same location. Same Interesting, field. like a Final Four deal, like the yeah. college basketball. But I don't think they I don't think they could do it logistically because of locker rooms and fans and whatnot. Well, also, the, I think the owners want the gate. Well, no, right? there was a, there was a report today. That Lamar money. Hunt, this was from Mike Lombardi, our buddy. Lamar Hunt tried to make the final four all at a neutral site. They wanted the, he wanted the championship games to be neutral like the Super Bowl so you could have a national event where they bring in marketers from everywhere. 
Yeah. Why? But so that, it got denied by the NFL. It never got traction. Well, I guess then instead of just one team basically reaping the benefits of hosting the AFC Championship game, all the teams would probably split exactly. it as revenue. Yeah, right, it was right. a huge revenue bust. This, and this Chiefs owner, Lamar Hunt, wanted this. For years, he lobbied for it. He's like, the end of, all the teams will make so much money off this. It'll be like a mini Super Bowl. But the other owners didn't want it. Wow. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I hadn't heard that. Uh, we see you guys on the phones. We'll get to that. Our Week 18 scenarios. We got some Jim Harbaugh news for you as well. We got a lot to do today. This NFL postseason, every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free. The wild card round, the divisional round, the AFC and NFC championship games. Pro Bowl games and the Super Bowl LVII, Maggie. <laughs> Still haven't figured it out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. <laughs> free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay. We've had all these 57. different <laughs> 57. Thank you. We've had all these different scenarios and different plans. One of the short lived ideas that Mike Florio put out there was to add an eighth seed in each conference you to make this, this more fair. I love this. I heard the funniest thing in the hallway here. There was a Jets fan who said it felt like we were eliminated twice when the eighth <laughs> seed went away. <laughs> yeah. So the Jets only got eliminated last week by losing. They got eliminated when this idea that there might be an eighth seed, then they took it away. Uh, it, it got the glimmer of hope and yeah. then just crushed again. <laughs> How do you get eliminated twice in the same season? <laughs> Basically, the team told the quarterback, we're going to need you to go away for a while. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, our starter broke five ribs. Joe Flacco's going to start, and now we need you as a backup. (laughs) And then go away, Zach Wilson. And then Uh, go away. Oh, uh, the Jets, endlessly funny. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We'll get into the Week 18, what's at stake. Uh, Mac is in Portland, Oregon's got a question. Hey, Mac, what's up? Mac? Mac, you there? All right, got to let you go, bud. How about Roy? He's in Alabama. Hey, Roy. Hey. I haven't heard Atlanta mentioned or New Orleans. Every Super Bowl I've watched, and that's been every one of them, been in good weather. So why not get used to it and and put it in the dome? Give people what they want. Yeah, I think 90% funny. of the people like to see a, a good weather game. But no one's talking about Atlanta or New Orleans because there are three northern teams. So you People think a northern yeah. dome so the fan bases can get there. Yeah, but you know what? To Roy's point, like flights to Atlanta, yeah. if you're in the Midwest and the East Coast, Atlanta's a major hub. Atlanta's pretty easy to get to. You yeah. can't get out of it, but you can get there. But you can drive from <laughs> Buffalo to Detroit, right? Didn't yes, you we? can. They did. And uh, I think you can drive from Kansas City to Detroit. I actually... I wish you want to play a little where in the world is Andrew no, I, Farlock, I up a little geography. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to talk about distance, driving distances, you know, many times I've been tempted to go out to a bills game and then I look at the uh, pull up. Hey, you know, it's Buffalo. It's in New York state. I live in New York state. Can't be that far. <laughs> yeah. Eight and a half hours later. Oh yeah. That that's a haul. That is <laughs> out there. Yes. Kansas it's... city to Detroit right now. 11 hour drive. That's not well, nothing. Yeah, but it's it's middle of the day. What is it? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Start now. How many Gas miles prices is that? 11 hours. Down. That feels 770 ex- miles. 770. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a lot. Okay. Week 18. So starting off, and it starts tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. It's a big game, actually. The spread is massive because Kansas City is obviously still playing for the number one overall seed against the Las Vegas Raiders. But, you know, 
I don't think the spread is massive at all. In fact, I was surprised that it wasn't bigger. I think it's just Kansas City playing down to their competition thing. The Raiders are playing for nothing. Kansas City's playing for everything. Look at the Eagles-Giants. That's 14, and this is 9. That's a 5-point difference. No, I get it, but I don't. for some reason, you don't get the feeling that Las Vegas is playing for nothing. And I, I know they're not. They've been eliminated from the from the postseason. But something about maybe some of the drama that's happened with Las Vegas, with the change to Stidham, with the fact that Devontae Adams is still all in, or Josh McDaniels maybe trying to prove something with Jarrett Stidham, that he can run the offense better than he could with Derek Carr. I, I'm not sure. I'm grasping maybe a little bit. But, but this is the Super Bowl favorite, the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they should be able to handle this game. But again, it's on the road in Las Vegas, so that's part of it as well. So you get basically... Week 18 kicks off tomorrow with a must win for Kansas City. Now, obviously, you know, must win for them to get the number one overall seed. Then you go to Saturday night, and it's the traditional win and you're in between the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game in Jacksonville right now, Jacksonville's a six and a half point favorite in this game, and you have Tennessee down to their third string quarterback of Josh Dobbs. Well, third they're, string, they're newly string. acquired. Third, how long has he been there? Two weeks. It's not like he's yeah. been the third string all year yeah, long. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, more like random guy, Josh Dobbs, <laughs> which well, one of my favorite guys, by the way. So I'm ex- thrilled for Josh Dobbs. But this could be a Derrick Henry game, though. So even that six, that's why this is not nine. Because the Titans, if there's any team that's built to win without a quarterback, it's definitely the Titans. Yeah, they've lost, what, six in a row, though? I mean, it's been <laughs> yeah. a free fall here for the Tennessee Titans. And now, though, they have a chance where they rested basically all of their guys last week, Derrick Henry included, in that game against the Dallas Cowboys. Man, it feels like Tennessee hasn't played in two weeks. It was last Thursday. They come in incredibly rested here, whereas Jacksonville uh, you know, played against Houston, played their starters for, what, about three quarters of the game Trevor Lawrence played, and now they come in, and this is a win, and they're in. Now, the caveat here is that the winner wins the AFC South and gets the fourth seed. However, Jacksonville would still have a shot at the seventh seed, even if they lose. Right. They, they would, would just need Pittsburgh, the Patriots, and the Dolphins all to lose. Right, which is unlikely, but possible. Well, I mean, the <laughs> okay, so that takes us then to, we have Cincinnati and Baltimore, which we've gone over. Cincinnati wins this game. They get the, well, if they win this game and Buffalo wins, Cincinnati gets the three seed. If Buffalo loses to New England and Cincinnati wins, Cincinnati would get the two seed. Right. So then we have the Chargers. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going through this. The Chargers have to wait and see who wins between Cincinnati and the Ravens because if Cincinnati wins, the Chargers know they're locked, they're locked into the five seed. If right. Baltimore wins, maybe that throws that in flux, and now all of a sudden the Chargers have to put their full force and try to win that game in Denver. Right, because that, they, don't, they want to see Jacksonville or Tennessee, and I'm assuming Jacksonville because they're heavy favorites this week. So, right, I, I just don't see that happening. I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to give a lot of energy to the idea that the Ravens are going to go out there and beat the Bengals this week. Okay, well, there's be no that coin as toss. It there's no, yes, I understand division this rivals, scenario. anything can happen. Yes, and technically anything can happen. You're right. Technically anything can happen. But I would not waste all this mental energy thinking about these scenarios that involve coin tosses and involve the Jags losing and getting in. These things are not going to happen, right? These are not going to happen. Well, all right. We don't know. And that takes us to the seventh seed, okay? Because if you're following along at home, Baltimore would be the sixth if Cincinnati wins. And then you're talking about the seventh seed where the Patriots would clinch with a Bills win 
or a Dolphins loss and Jets and Steelers lost uh, Jets and a Steelers loss to the Browns. The Dolphins clinch with a win versus the Jets and a Patriots loss to the Bills. The Steelers win against the Browns. The Dolphins lose and the Jets and the Patriots lose therein. And then, then we mentioned about the Jags. So that's seven seed between the Patriots, Dolphins, and Steelers, and potentially Jags, all alive for the seven seed in the AFC. You got all that? No, <laughs> definitely not. It's like, it's basically, it was like reading an Ikea manual to me right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're, it's a, it's a spelling rug. By the <laughs> way, you're on the radio and you're using your hands. And by the way, your hand motion has made no sense whatsoever. You're like, one, two, three. I'm like, you're trying to think. I'm keeping it straight in my own mind, if not for everyone else. <laughs> okay. All right. Put that piece of paper away. If I quiz you on everything in here right now, do you think you could get 100%? I think I could get a 90 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, okay, let's say that Pittsburgh wins, the Dolphins lose, the Patriots lose, and the Jags win. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I think it's like I need a pen and paper. I assume Pittsburgh's <laughs> in that. Um, you know what's interesting, too? I'm sorry. This is not as important, but if Pittsburgh wins, that'll be another above 500 win, winning season for Mike Tomlin. I know. Unbelievable. And listen, they're two and a half point favorites at home against the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland is a mess right now. But Cleveland is, is finding ways to win these bizarre games, though. I mean, Jadavion Clowney just said today that the team is more concerned with getting Miles Garrett into the Hall of Fame than they are with winning. That's <laughs> that's your final thing you want to say on the way out here? I know. I mean, how many tackles does Jadavion Clowney have this year? No, I'm just four. saying, like, it, it, they can't even He's lose terrible. quietly in Cleveland. Like, even this has to be dramatic. I don't think there's any drama to that because honestly, Jadavion Clowney leaving the Browns, uh, I think most of the NFL nation said, wait, oh, I forgot. Jadavion Clowney couldn't find any real uh, offers this offseason. <laughs> I just stay with the Browns. We'll get through the entire NFC coming up after the break. We'll go through all of those scenarios because obviously there are Seattle Seahawks fans, there are Green Bay Packer fans, there are Detroit Lions fans. Very interested in what's going to go on this weekend. Eagles fans as well. Not everything is set in the NFC. So we'll get to that. Also, plus, coming up, one big record on the line in Week 18. Who's on the verge of making history? We'll get to that as well. It's Maggie and Perloff. Don't move.